Professor Dench is a professor of classics and of history, and she teaches several classes here at the college, including History 1011, the world of the Roman Empire. Her current research focuses on Roman imperialism and the retrospective writing of the Republican and Augustan periods. Professor Dench's other interests include identity in classical antiquity and the culture of the Roman world. Please join us in welcoming Emma Dench. <laughs> That's an in-joke. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I promise not to do imperium very much. Um, well, good evening. I, I'm really glad. I, I, just fe I feel like we've had so many big ideas. The one thing we've missed so far is audience participation. Um, <laughs> And I want to do something about that. I also, um, having in mind that this is um, Harvard Thinks Big, I wanted to start by teaching you a very important, serious, profound poem. Will you, will you go with me? And, and, and we'll do a bit of sort of recital of this very, very, very important poem. It's going to be quite a cultural moment. Will you stay with me? Yes, that's what I want to hear. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say one line because it's quite complicated. One line at a time and then you're going to recite it after me. And then if you're very good, we'll do it all together. Are you ready? Yeah. You're very good. <laughs> Latin is a language. Latin is a language. As dead as dead can be. It killed off all the Romans, and now it's killing me. I think that was fairly good, actually, so we'll do it all together now. One, two, three. Latin is a language as dead as dead can be. It killed off all the Romans, and now it's killing me. Very good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so I, I learned that poem first in approximately, we, we deal with approximate dates in Roman history. Um, and I, so I learned that poem in approximately 1000 BCE, when I was at high school. Um, and in, I have to say, even in 1000 BCE, we actually used to recite it ironically because the one thing everybody knows about Latin is it's incredibly cool, is it not? Yes. It's incredibly, incredibly cool. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, and it's cool because it's a really dead language and there is nothing as cool as learning a really dead language. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed with dead people um, and um, I've been obsessed with dead people ever since I was pretty small. By the time I was seven, this is a really terrible admission, but by the time I was seven I realized that the Romans, amongst others, were more 
dead, uh, more interestingly dead, more intriguingly dead than just sort of common of the mill, run of the mill, dead people you see in the churchyard. Then, then they just they just don't count. You know, when you sort of read a, a, a gravestone and it says, you know, Betty Smith died, you know, 1825. I mean, you know, she's still warm. Um, uh, you know, um, Joseph Black, 1623. Come on, come on. Um, so. Um, I got, you know, I got into Roman history, I think, that way, just by, by being fascinated uh, with these really, really dead people. And I started learning Latin when I was about 11, and one thing led to another. And I felt like it was all one thing leading to another. You start Latin, and then you have to, you know, have more. We're a very acquisitive society. And um, so... I started learning Greek, and I thought, you know, it's just, just one more step, and I'll be reading hieroglyphics. I mean, no problem, yeah? Um, go back and back, further and further in time, and I'd be uncovering the secrets of the mummies. Um, we just had mummies. Here's mummies again. Um, it, was, it was really, really only going to be a matter of time. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, I sort of got stuck on the Romans. Um, and I think the main reason I got stuck on the Romans, although they, they were sort of, they weren't the oldest dead people I could imagine, um, because I didn't like them very much. Um, and um, there's a sort of slightly serious point to that, because I think there's something very valuable about having a bit of emotional distance as well as chronological distance. Um, so here's a, just an idea of what, I mean, you know, what's not to love about a dead Roman like this? This is a dead Roman, ladies and gentlemen, yeah? A dead Roman. Don't you fall in love? Fix, fix your eyes on dead Roman and fall in love. So this is a dead Roman who died uh, in the eruption of Vesuvius in Pompeii in 79 CE, uh, and the person is dead. Um, but what on earth is the point of trying to talk to dead people? And um, I have to tell you, I mean, it's not easy talking to dead people. Have you ever tried? Yeah, we all try all the time, yeah, you know, of course you have. Have you ever tried talking to dead people? I think, I think you're in denial. Um, <laughs> personally, I'm in denial. Well, talking to really, really dead people is, is harder, and um, I'll give you a bit of, I'll give you a little vignette. Um, I imagine I have Many of my best friends are modern historians, and this is how a phone call with gossiping with one of my modern historian friends go, and it goes something like this, and I'll do it in a nicely stilted way so you get the point. Okay, my friend said, well, it's been great talking to you, but I have to go now because I have 700 boxes of, you know, letters and documents to get through still for my project. And I, you know, I'm not envious, not at all, no, no, no. Um, so I say, oh, 
oh yes, well, actually, I have, do you like my acting of this conversation? It's very animated. So I say, um, okay, um, yes, I have to go too because I've got three and a, half, and a half letters on a papyrus and I think I know what two of them are um, and I've got um, a bit of broken um, pot shed and I've also, it's really exciting, I've got a coin and I think, I think it might be an emperor's head on it um, and um, I'm going to use these to make uh, a story um, about Roman antiquity and I think I can do it in about six months. That's, that's, you know, that's the kind of exciting life I lead. That's what it, it's like to be at the cutting edge of Roman history. Um, well, so what on earth would be the point? So one of the points of, um, uh, I'm told, of trying to talk to very, very dead people is that they can tell us about us. That's what I'm told. Um, they can tell us about where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. And in this glorious country, which is not my own, but I love it. I love this country. Um, in, this, in this glorious country, I think one of the wonderful things about this wonderful country is that you have, we, you, I, I, I can't do that, um, have this sort of hotline to Rome. You know, let me give you some four examples. Always need examples. In Rome, we've got a Senate. You're learning Roman history. It's really exciting, isn't it? We have, yes, isn't it? Yes, thank you. In Rome, we have a Senate. We have a Capitol. And we have a Roman hero, this is a difficult name now, and he's called King Kinnatus. <laughs> quite, I'm quite, you're quite well trained. Um, so cutting to this, to, to this country, oh yes, in this country we have a Senate, a Capitol, and Cincinnati. Anybody from Ohio? This is for you, this is for you. So, um, we can go further. Um, did you know that uh, we have a self-consciously multicultural society? Did you know Rome had a, a self-consciously multicultural society? Did you know that? No, well, these are, uh, 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 the more familiar uh, images of Roman mythology on the left, Romulus and Remus and the she-wolf, very nice. On the right, I mean, I kind of call him a hero, but he's not a very impressive hero. This is Aeneas. You know, you know what a Greek hero does. It's, you know, Superman. Aeneas gets to carry his dad on his shoulders and sort of shuffle the, the kid along. You know, it's, it's kind of... Um, I always wonder why there aren't more movies made of, of Aeneas. You know, it's, it's kind of... Anyway, but alongside these very, very familiar myths, um, did you know... Did you know that uh, R Rome had a myth of the making of the citizen body that Romulus, one of the, um, uh, you know, the, here we go, not suckling mother's milk, but suckling milk, there, sucking, look. Uh, look, <laughs> it is, it's proof, isn't it? Professor Hind, it's proof. 
yes, of everything. Um, so one of these children grew up to open an asylum um, and um, that asylum was um, open to um, vagabonds, foreigners, slaves, you name it, and uh, uh, anybody could come to it. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Anybody can come, right, Rome. Um, so, um, you know, one, one very, very sort of important point of um, uh, uh, what we might do with Rome is um, we might find out because we are Rome, will we fall? Um, and the answer to that in my considered scholarly opinion is I haven't a clue, okay? So what I would like to do with Rome, and I promise I will be quick about this, um, is something a bit more subtle, but much, much more interesting, I think. And um, that is to um, appreciate something about the gap and the distance. So I'll take you on a little time travel rather quickly. You're going along on this time travel road and it's quite narcissistic, it's all about me, we're all a bit like that. And you see dogs and you look at Roman dogs and you're very, very excited and you think, oh, it looks just like my dog Bobby, doesn't it? <laughs> Except sadly my dog Bobby isn't dead on the left and doesn't wear a horrible mean collar like that. We wouldn't do that to Bobby. And, um, but it's, it's really cute that the Romans have pets, that's lovely. Um, the, uh, let's go with it. The Romans also have pet children, yay! A big shout out for the cute children. Isn't that lovely? Um, isn't that marvelous? Um, and we're going along and they're really, really cute and um, you can dress them up and they're really hilarious. And then when they get too old, you can sell them off and um, they can, you know, go and work at the docks or they can prostitute themselves. It's lovely. <laughs> and, um, oh, we like to have exotics. So we have um, Ethiopians in our house. We also like Britons. We like the end of the earth. Um, and we like... Um, Anybody that looks different, they're really, really funny, they're really amusing. So we have um, dancing dwarfs and a hunchback. Um, it's really uh, fantastic. Um, I think, and, and you know, one's absolutely shocked. You are going along and then the Romans are humane. They're brilliant, could you build a road like that? And then suddenly you're back to um, dancing dwarfs and a hunchback. Um, and um, there's a very serious point for me. For me, the engagement with Rome begins with this shock. Um, how could they do that? How could they be brilliant? How could they be humane at one point? And then how could they be so cruel? How could they um, talk about um, the humanity of slaves? And how could they talk about um, how we're all slaves to our passions, potentially, and then not think of abolition? Um, and um, you go along and you just think, why, why are they so inconsistent? Um, and it's a very humbling process trying to work out what the logics are. And um, what I think really happens is when you 
um, start really engaging with a society that's very different with your, from your own, you start seeing all the gaps in logic, all the blind spots of your own society. And that's uh, just a huge revelation. We call this democracy. This is how we treat the environment. This is what we do to immigrants. This is what our citizenship is. This is what we do to animals. Um, you, get, you get more and more self-knowledge, I think, by looking at a society profoundly different from your own. So my closing words are, I want to give it to the Romans. I want to say, Romans, long may you fascinate us. Long may you humble us. They'd like that idea. And now, very quickly, I want to teach you a bit of Latin to um, end this with, I want to say, long live the Romans. We want Romani. We want Romani. And I want to say, because I started with it, to end with it, long live the Latin language. Long live Latin, we would say. We want lingua Latina. Thank you so much. And thank you to Sarah Rouse, who did my beautiful pictures. Thank you. Thank you.